You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Good evening, thank you for listening. Charlotte Greenway here with episode 105 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily podcast on Friday the 8th of December. Rain has rather ruined racing in places this week, but we did get action from Sandown today and saw a gutsy and a classy performance by Stay Away Faye in the Novice Chase. And also I think the second Giovinco will go on to plenty of success in the future as he looked a nice horse and pushed him all the way to the line. Sandown will, however, be holding an inspection for racing tomorrow at 7.30 tomorrow morning, as it looks like they could be set for a deluge overnight. We're going to keep our fingers crossed though, so we'll look ahead to tomorrow's action there on today's show before hearing a bit more about some of the runners in Hong Kong on Sunday at their international race day. We have to start though really by hearing about the best and the most exciting jump source in training, Constitution Hill, from his trainer Nicky Henderson as he's set to make his seasonal debut in this weekend's rearranged fighting fifth hurdle at Sandown tomorrow. Yeah, he was all prepared, he did have spent two days on the road over the weekend but that wouldn't worry him. Um, he had two good counters this morning because he hadn't been out. He, he counted yesterday because they, you know, they, they didn't get home till um, till um, till Saturday, uh, Friday night. They had their away in the manger, okay. um, and so they got back on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I, there was quite a funny piece. I, Lydia and I were talking about it on the show the other day. That I can't, I can't remember who it was now who said they hoped that Shishkin hadn't radicalised Constitution Hill on, on their away trip to to Doncaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't you worry, Shishkin is going to run as well. Is it now? Is he so? Are you going to do this and run him in the in the rerouted Fighting Fifth, or are you going to go to the Peterborough? What are you going to do with him? Uh, the Fighting Fifth. Okay, I'd run them both. Right. It doesn't matter running Shishkin against Constitution Hill. Did are you going to take the cheek pieces off, Shishkin? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he can he can see he can see what's going on behind him, and has he been in reason reasonable behaviour since he's been home? Yeah, yeah, it's just been perfect. Yeah. Okay. So uh, um, that that that's that's two of the the big guns, and of course, no, no one's even talking about John Bond, who's three's on for the Tingle Creek. Is he in good order? <laughs> excellent order. Good. Okay. Well, Absolutely that... excellent shape indeed. James Bowen has been entrusted with the ride aboard Shishkin tomorrow, as Nico's, of course, on Constitution Hill. He may or may not have his hands full at the start. It's impossible to say, but nevertheless, it's a big ride. And Tom Stanley put it to James this morning that he must be very much looking forward to it. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, I schooled in there yesterday, seen in good form, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, you know, he, he had his quirks last time that the cheek pieces went on because of what he can do in the race. They perhaps didn't help at the start. Now, when you sit on him, what do you sort of what do you feel underneath you regards his mentality? He gives you no sort of um, 
no sort of indication that he's going to do it. I think that's probably why it's a bit of a surprise when, when it happened at Sand at um, Ascot. Um, like, I worked him as well in Newbury before he was meant to run at Ascot. And, um, yeah, he, he's never shown that for, to me anyway. And, uh, yeah, that's why it comes a bit of a surprise. But we'll be on the ball tomorrow and hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be, be all all right. Is there sort of an official plan for the for the start? Obviously, you're going to be aiming towards the stands. So maybe that's a plus. But is there? Do, do you do you know in your mind how you're going to approach it, or i.e. do you not want to leave it up to him? If you see what I mean. I think there'll be someone down there from. I think maybe George Daly might be down the start, the assistant, mm. and uh, I think if we can leave him alone um, as much as we can, we'll probably be the best. And if he starts playing up, then obviously he can come and give us a hand. But um, I think ultimately it's trying to just be be nice and coax out of him if if that does happen uh, rather than trying to get angry with him I think mm. uh, how's he going to fare over two miles over hurdles do you think uh, it's going to be a test of stamina on that ground tomorrow obviously Sandam gets hard work um, like yeah it'll be it'll be more like a two and a half mile race anyway around there tomorrow so um, that should be in our favour uh, he's, he's pretty versatile ground wise so um, look, we could we could be flat out from the fi- for, for the first mile and um, he'll probably be coming home but um, yeah I think hopefully, hopefully he can run well yeah appreciate your time James good luck thank you Like Shishkin, another who would fit into the enigmatic category would be Goshen, who's set to take on the Henderson duo in the Fighting Fifth tomorrow. And here's Josh Moore on his chance. Yeah, he's look looks like he's going to have his ground at Sander, which is a big advantage to him. Obviously, he's got to take on Constitution Hill, which is a very tricky thing, isn't it? So, but look, he he trouble is Josh. You say that, but if Goshen gets his ground, then we might not see Constitution Hill. So there, so there we go. You, you might be a double blessing. <laughs> who, who knows? Strange things happen, don't they? Yeah. Um, but um, but look, he, you know, he he's very well since he ran in the Escort Hurdle a couple of weeks ago, and this race has been rearranged as if by design for him. Mm. Obviously, I don't think he's quick enough for two miles anymore. Look, he's hopefully going to be heavy ground and that will help him. Nicky Henderson discussed John Bond in the Tingle Creek a little bit earlier and one of his chief rivals, who's very much in form, is Boot Hill. He's trained by Harry Fry and this is what he had to say about how he's been getting on since his win at Ascot. He's bounced out of Ascot and the immediate thoughts were we were going to wait for the Clarence House, who feel like a home match back around Ascot. But uh, I mean, that's another six weeks away on Saturday, and we just felt, well, uh, the form he's come out of the race that um, why not? Let's have a look and, and uh, see how he gets on. Uh, and he's a horse that you've always held in massively high regard, always thought that he had a lot of speed, which he seems to really be showing now as well. I mean, since you've yeah. since you've got him back to, to this sort of distance, he's not really looked back, has he? No, exactly. I mean, last year he, he progressed uh, from sort of handicaps into graded novices and uh, we sort of tried him up in trip as well at the end of last season. That just in the... In the um, 
Pendle at, at Kempton and, and that really confirmed in our mind that this season, yeah, two miles is his trip and a, and a strongly run two miles and interestingly, Johnny felt the last day at Ascot, they, they just didn't go fast enough for him, so uh, be really exciting to see him taking on some obviously the best two mile chases in, in training and obviously it's a big step up again from what, what he's been doing but uh, just the way the races should be run, it should really suit his running style. Alright, I heard um, Noel Feely who's uh, syndicate owns Love Envoy. It, quite excited about the possibility of the Fighting Fifth being rooted to rerouted to Sandown. But she's got form at Sandown. Are you as excited as him? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm. Uh, I'm sort of. <laughs> and obviously disappointing for, for Newcastle uh, but from our point of view uh, an extra week was, was a positive and um, uh, with, she's three from three at Sandown so uh, obviously it's a track she, she knows well she's done well at so um, we'll obviously wait to see who, who is, is entered uh, but uh, yeah we're all systems go and looking forward to, to getting her season underway for sure on ratings, John Bond's chief rival would look to be Edward Stone, but he easily brushed him aside in the Schlur chase at Cheltenham last month. It was a much better run from Edward Stone than it was in the champion chase, but since he was still beaten nine and a half lengths, Nick asked his trainer Alan King this week whether that run had still left him with any unanswered questions. No, I think it made, it, the one thing it did do, it put the Queen Mother to bed, you know, the disappointing run in March which we hoped it would. Um, so I, on the whole, I was very happy with him. He jumped great. Um, I mean, he had a good blow, so he'll definitely come on plenty for that. I mean, no doubt John Bourne will as well. But um, no, it was just, it was. I just wanted to see a proper run and we got that. Uh, he, there was quite a, a stylish move he made, I thought, uh, sort of two thirds of the way through the race. And I thought, ah, this horse isn't slowing down as he's getting older at all. And, and wondered if John Bond wasn't around, whether you'd just even be having this conversation at all. Oh, probably not. If John Bond wasn't around, I think it would be absolutely certainty we could take Good Creek. But um, John, John Bond looks a proper, proper horse. Um, uh, but we'll, we'll see. And, and I mean, Cheltenham, as, as well as coming on for the run, I mean, it was it was pretty dead old ground, which he's never quite been at his best on. And I'm sure it's not going to be any better at the weekend looking at the forecast. But um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We heard a little bit earlier from Josh Moore on Goshen and now on to his father, Gary, who also runs the unexposed chaser Haddock's Desobo in the Tingle Creek tomorrow. He massively caught the eye last season at Warwick when he bolted up in a handicap chase, after which, though, he picked up an injury and missed the rest of the season. He made his seasonal reappearance at Cheltenham and looked the winner when falling at the last. And since Sandown takes plenty of jumping, Nick asked Gary Moore whether he had any concerns. Just a time for it and couldn't find the leg quick enough. It, it, it rained previously before the, uh, the race and it just made it a bit slippery. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's not... Um, He's not. He's a brilliant jumper, and he's just unlucky, you know. But it was, I think it was probably a, a tired fall. It quite a lot of big jumps all the way around there, and probably just got to the end of him. I sense with this horse, Haddock's Desobo, you think he could be quite special, like a, a real Grade One horse. I, I do, I do, uh, especially in soft ground. Um, I, I couldn't believe how much he improved for going on soft ground last season. And uh, you know, I was running him early in the season trying to expect him to do things he couldn't do because the ground was just far too quick for him. When he gets on soft ground, he's a far better horse. 
The GD partnership had a fabulous weekend last Saturday when That's All Right Gino won the Coral Gold Cup at Newbury and may well have cause to celebrate again tomorrow as they have Colonel Harry in the Grade 1 Henry VIII's Novices Chase. Like That's All Right Gino, he's trained by Jamie Snowden, who I caught up with on Thursday morning after declarations to see what he makes of his chance, having looked impressive on his chase debut at Chepstow. He's always been a horse we, we, we've loved. He was um, he won a couple of novice hurdles last year. He was fourth in a grade one and second in a grade two last season over hurdles. But, uh, you know, he's a proper scopey individual and was always going to improve for a fence and, and ran very well on his on his chasing debut at Chepstow where, where he won well. Um, Tilmuris was obviously some way behind him that day who, who beat him in the grade one last season but um, perhaps Tamuris didn't didn't turn up on the day at Chepstow but uh, even so our, our lads won well and um, deserves to you know have a, have a chance as arm in, in, in a grade one and um, he'll certainly get his ground he's gone well at Sandown before and, and uh, yeah it's a competitive race but um, we'll go and take our chance. So ground wise the softer the better for him is it? He's a first there over two miles, so so yes, um, you know the softer the better for him. Yeah, and of course we can't let you go without mentioning you wear it well. Your Cheltenham Festival winner, who goes in the rearranged fighting fifth hurdle now at Sandown. Um, just first off, do you think the track of Sandown will suit her better or worse than it might have done at Newcastle? Uh, tricky to tell, really. She's she's fairly versatile. She, she's won at Sandown. She won over two four at Sandown last season. She won a Grade Two Jane Seymour um, novice hurdle there. So uh, she's gone well, left-handed, right-handed. Um, yeah, I suppose. Uh, listen, we're, we're, she's been a been a brilliant mare for us, um, and hopefully, there's more to come from her as well this year. She she won very well on the start start you know seasonal debut this year at, at Weatherby, where she won the listed race carrying a penalty. Um, Cheltenham Festival winner last year. You know she's um, she's a really lovely mare and, and great to have in our team. Um, the, the, in the absence of a sort of suitable race for her in December, the, the, the mare's program you know sort of maps itself out for her in January, February, and March. But the, the, there wasn't a suitable race for her in December. And as I say, in the absence of a, a, a fitting race, we thought we'd take our chance in a, in a Grade One against Constitution Hill, which um, is probably silly. But um, listen, you know it's, it, we're in it for sport, and you know although he's he's an absolute superstar, you know it is sport, it is racing, and and we need to. We need to be running horses in these big races so that the fields fill and it is a spectacle. So, um, you know, she, she deserves to go and take a chance in a race like this. But um, we're under no illusions that we're taking on a, a, a superstar. And just picking up on a point that Rishi Passad raised on the podcast yesterday with Tom Stanley. Do you think it's right that the race has been rescheduled for a track that is completely different to Newcastle? It's very tricky, isn't it? Because um, there's four meetings on this weekend. There's the, 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 the Saturday. There's Chepstow, Entry, um, Weatherby, and Sandown. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's very tricky to, to, you know, I hate to imagine, you know, all the sort of toing and froing that, that goes goes into rescheduling these races. And at, at least they have rescheduled it. Um, whether it's left-handed, right-handed, up a hill or down a hill or on a flat track, you know, at least they have rescheduled it. And rather than picking holes in, in what they've what they've done, I think we should commend them for. for Now on to Hong Kong, who on Sunday hold their biggest fixture of the year at Sha Tin, the Hong Kong International Race Day. Nick, of course, is out there at the moment and caught up with jockey Joe Moreira to discuss his ride aboard the highly regarded Japanese three-year-old Lebensteel in the vase. Lebensteel is a horse that I I rode in Japan just once um, at the races and I did 
do some gallops with him in the mornings so I know how, how he behaves and how strong he is. He is a type of a horse that for me he's good enough to be winning this race. I know it's a tough race, there is some other horses in the field that actually makes it even stronger. But um, I, I came for this horse and I really think he's, he's going to be hard to beat. Um, it's tough for a three-year-old but conversely at least they're horses that tend to be on the upgrade against horses that maybe have had enough. Well, he's only three, but he, he has proven himself by winning a Group 2 race in Japan. And I think if you if you got that over there, picking up rising as he is, you got to come to Hong Kong with confidence. And that's where we are sitting at. Um, he is a very nice horse, physically and mentally, very powerful. And he just needs to produce what he's got best. If he does, yeah, he's going to be hard to beat. And his, his warm heart, who's ridden by Ryan Moore, is she your she your biggest danger do you think no doubts about it based on how she runs the other day in america um, um she should be the one to be and do you think your horse is significantly better than Sharia? because we've got a pretty good guide we know where we're, we're at with Sharia because he's running just about every country in the world well no doubt that he has got more experience by tra having traveled so many times but if you look at my fella you would be very impressed. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit on him with plenty of confidence, no doubt about it. I can't wait to see him um, on on Sunday. What about your other two rides in the in the mile and uh, and in the cup? Uh, the mile, the, the horse you ride is is a bit of an old timer. He is a type of a that type of a horse, but he's he's strong. His form in Japan is very good. He has run well nearly won some group races in, in Japan, I mean group one races in Japan. Last time I was on board, he just missed group one over there, four or five weeks ago, which was very hard, but we had to pull up with that. And as it did run very well, we, we thought coming over to Hong Kong with him would be a good thing. So we're taking on some good horses, yeah. special Golden Six, which is the best horse that has ever turned up in Hong Kong, in my opinion. And um, um, if that horse does not bring his A game for whatever reason, uh, so Rush might be the one to, to be winning the race. Former British-based jockey Andrea Etzani has had a successful start to his career in Hong Kong and the Racing Post Maddie Playle caught up with him to discuss his rides on Sunday, starting with Nimble Nimbus in the Cup. Yeah, Nimbus, he, he, he obviously ran very well, very well the last day. It's, it's a big step up in grade. He's got to improve on ratings quite a bit. But he's a consistent horse. I just hope he runs well. And lucky with you in the sprint? Uh, lucky, lucky with you is the same. On, on ratings, he's got to improve quite a bit. He's a very straightforward horse, actually. Um, I want a class two on him. He ran okay the last day. The, the two outside chances, it'd be nice to pick up some, you know, some pieces. Yeah. Any others that you want to mention or on the undercard? Uh, I've got six rides on the card. I think I've got, I actually picked up a decent ride, with, uh, a nice ride for John Size. A horse I won, run twice, he's won, he won the last day. And uh, it was actually a nice ride to pick up. And uh, yeah, I've got six on the day, so we have bits and bobs. That's it for another week. Fingers crossed that Sandown don't get too much rain overnight because I'm very much looking forward to putting my feet up and watching the action tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. Have a lovely weekend and the podcast will be back on Monday. Goodbye. You. 
You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.